Christian humanism sounds like a strange and maybe scary term to modern Christians. And that's because the term has been co-opted by the secular world. We even put that word in front of it, the phrase secular humanism. That isn't what we're talking about when we're talking about Christian humanism. Secular humanism takes humanity as the, the apex, the height of the cosmos. All of the randomness in this universe is, has bumped together until it's ascended to this pyramid with us at the top, so that our achievements are really the best thing that there is. Our value is found not in our origins, which were humble and random and kind of gross, actually, but in what we can achieve now and in the future, uh, not only having made fire and the wheel and civilizations and all the rest of it, but also technically, scientifically, perhaps in the future, even transcending our mortal limitations. Um, defeating death itself. That's the hope, that's the value in secular humanism. Christian humanism is a different thing, and even the Christian side of it is somewhat problematic because, as I'm sure you're well aware, the relationship of Christians to the culture around them has seldom been an easy one, and often a not peaceful one. It goes a long way back, but I could start with someone like Tertullian, the Latin church father who said of secular philosophy, what is Athens to do with Jerusalem? Rejecting all of the development of philosophy, the development of thought that we associate with uh, people like Socrates and Plato and Aristotle. Not only that, but he wrote against going to the theater, against participating in other kinds of cultural events that we would see today as the arts and the humanities. He even said that Christians shouldn't teach in the schools because in the schools they read texts like the Odyssey, the Iliad, the Aeneid, which celebrated the feats of heroes who worshipped gods who were not the one true God of the scriptures. And that was problematic. Christian humanism, though, comes out of a different strain in Christianity that we could anchor in a figure like Justin Martyr, who instead of taking that pessimistic view that Tertullian presents, saw the good things in human culture, the good things, the beautiful things, the wise things, as coming out of a seed that is in within humanity, a seed planted by our maker, planted by God himself. He called it the Logoi Spermaticoi, the seed of the word from which grows all the good and valuable things in human culture, even that unredeemed by faith in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, that's the perspective that Christian humanism has on the human. Not that the Christian humanist is Pollyanna about humans. We know that there's a lot that's wrong with the human condition. We are fallen creatures. We are sinful creatures. Often our first instincts are our worst instincts. Yet still there is a grace that pervades the human character because we are made in the image of a good God. And even though that mirror is cracked, still it shines. 
And that is what the Christian humanist values. Now, if we want to associate names with Christian humanism historically, we might look to the Renaissance in Italy in which there was a, a rediscovery, a recovery of classical works in Latin and in Greek. Figures like Desiderius Erasmus who worked not only with those secular texts, but also to recover the, the text of the Greek New Testament, to re-engage with those founding documents of the Christian religion. In that era, the scholars of the church, the scholars of the Reformation were being trained in their interaction with figures like Cicero, with these ancient Latin and ancient Greek writers. They were cutting their teeth on that rhetoric, on that learning, and then turning it, bringing it to bear to theology, to the new ways of thinking that were arising in the church at that time. What does being a Christian humanist mean today, though? It means having not an unreservedly optimistic perspective towards the culture, but having one that seeks to find those sparks of goodness, those glimpses of beauty, those echoes of truth that we see ultimately in God's Word and in the incarnate Son of God himself. As Tolkien said, man is disgraced and he is dethroned, but he still bears about him the tatters of the majesty which was once his own. And we can, as Christians, engage with the arts, engage with our culture in this way, and find in it the good, the truth, and the beauty that is our human heritage as those made in God's image.